Hello and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug for parents going through the teenage years. I'm Rachel Richards, parenting coach, mother of two teenagers and two bonus daughters. Hi there, I'm Susie Asley. I'm a mindfulness teacher, mindfulness coach and therapist and a musician and mother of three teenagers. Two of them are twins. Now, Susie, we're going to talk this time about gap years. Did you take a gap year? I didn't. And I wish I had. Interesting. I did but not for the reason most people take gap years. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've got a review there. I have. It is lovely. It says, it's called So Helpful. I've just been listening to your drugs podcast. I've worked in that field, so feel quite confident to have these conversations. But it was so helpful to listen to your take on it. We came back from holiday to messages from my son's friend's parents that they had been doing... been smoking joints and doing edibles. Glad he's been away and isn't directly involved, but thought it was time to have these chats. I thought we'd have a few more years, but they were offered drugs. They're only 13, 14. Oh. Yikes, but clearly oh. not. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that just makes us think, doesn't mm. it? It's, it's happening younger yeah. and it's never too soon to have no. these conversations. Just to forewarn them so that if yeah. they get given... Yeah something then they think ah what did my mum say yeah Yeah, maybe or what did my dad say about this yeah thank you for the review it's lovely yeah yeah it's absolutely brilliant the uh nuggets do we have a little talk about nuggets first yes so my nugget this week is probably a little bit more i don't know conceptual (laughs) but it's related to an event which is that i've just dropped off my eldest at university yeah which is a big deal um just this two days ago it's a big deal and we talked about it in the emptiness yes. syndrome yes. episode so didn't we? i am there yes <laughs> right there so how is how is that uh there is good it's um and and he's not very far away actually um just by the how it has turned out um which feels different i think that does make a big difference he's only about an hour away um but won't be popping back all the time so he's there um we had a lovely build up and it was all very lovely and and the dropping off was lovely as well because he came back actually at the weekend and i dropped him off again so i'd seen it um but the nugget is this whole idea that i've been practicing very much and this idea of impermanence of you know it's very mindfulness based of Everything changes, nothing stays the same. And the more we cling and the more we push away, the harder things are. So this idea of this is a new phase. I still have two children at home, um, so I'm not complete empty nest. But it does really sow seeds um, and it does. It's, it's a big deal. Um, this idea of, you know, he's been at home for 18 years and, and now he's not. And I don't know what it will look like when he's finished. Of course, he'll come back in holidays. But nothing stays the same. Mm, um, everything changes and it's meant to change. He's meant to be going off. And that just is a really positive thing. And there's a grief in it for me. I'm mourning that. So it's it's all it's it's quite a layered thing. But um, yeah, nothing stays that. the same. And the more I can embrace that, the more organic it feels. What a great perspective and what an important thing to think about, because I think we all would like when when things are good, we want it to stay yes, there. Exactly. But, you know, the, the Buddhists talk about the wheel of life and how, yeah. you know, you, you, it's never going to stay. No, it's not meant to. And it will change. Yeah. And um, but it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard yes, get, there's a grief in it. There's a hard, but we can practice it. The letting go is yes. really important. Yes. And if you listen to our last episode, you'll have heard me dedicate uh, it to my lovely friend, Sophie. And I was talking with her last week about some of the messages she's been getting for her book of memories Mm. and one of them so this is this this is memories that her friends have of her little special 
I don't know, little photos, anything where they go, oh, I remember you doing this. And it brings the person to life, to full life. Because yeah. when we're mums, quite often, they only see that little segment of your life, yes. but your life is so much bigger. And we're getting some fantastic stories in. The mother had written that she'd never forgotten Sophie's kindness when she had felt isolated by a clique at school and ended up sitting alone at a sports fixture. Sophie had deliberately gone to sit with her and chat, despite the fact that she knew all the other people and could easily have joined them. Now, what's interesting about it is that Sophie had completely forgotten doing this. <laughs> and I wanted to mention it because it reminded me that sometimes for us, these little gestures don't really take anything out of our time or our day, or they, they're just kind of meaningless in a way. Mm. But for somebody else, when we reach out and we do something like that, it can have a lifelong impact. Yeah. And I thought, what a wonderful thing to, 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 to dwell on. That's really beautiful. So I call it the ripple effect. Yes. It's really, really powerful. Yes, absolutely. So when we say gap year, it kind of implies a void. I was thinking about that gap year, gap. Yeah. It, it's, it's a sort weird of, name, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? Because it's like that's it's as if something's nothing's happening. But in actual fact, it could be nothing happening yeah. or it could be monumental things happening. Yeah. So I think it should be called a personal development year. Oh, ooh. anyway, <laughs> restoration year. Yeah. 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 They might not do it then. No. <laughs> So you didn't do it. No, here. but the re one well, one well, the main reason it was never really a, a thing that I thought about doing because I am a musician and I was going to music college and I'd got my place at music college. I think some people did take a gap year. I learnt later, but it was really unusual because for me, doing a gap year would have meant travelling. I would want to, would have wanted to travel, and I would have. I had I needed to be practicing my instrument. Yeah, it's kind you of hard with an instrument. Isn't you can't it? just yes. take you know weeks <laughs> off. So for me that wasn't a thing. Um, but I you know I think the learning in the gap year is 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 really good. I tried to nudge my eldest to do take a gap year, but he didn't want to, which is also fine. It's really interesting you mentioned that because one of the downsides that I did read about is that if you're trying to do kind of some of the hard sciences like physics, mm. maths, they there has been a warning that you could go off the boil, that you will mm. lose some of that um, knowledge and momentum and it can be much harder okay. to go in and do the course. But, you know, that's just one of the, the things I've read. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I took a gap year and I, you know, I'm older than you, but it just wasn't really a thing Okay. when I was young, partly because I was at a local college where it just seemed like an extreme indulgence right. and I didn't, nobody I knew really would, was doing that. Yeah. Um, what happened for me was I got way better results than I had expected or ah. anyone had expected. And it then made me think, well, maybe I'll just apply to a better university, Okay, which then prompted taking a year out. Now, I wasn't even living at home at that point. So uh, that, there was nobody I had to negotiate with to do this. <laughs> I was already um, earning money, yeah. uh, albeit not particularly great money, but I was temping. So mm. at that time, you could go into temp agencies. And uh, I <laughs> I looked at what the options were. And I'd seen a picture in a magazine of Nepal. And I thought, oh, I want to go there. Brilliant. Didn't know where it was. Thought, yeah, that, <laughs> that looks fun. That'll be easy. And uh, a friend of mine found out I was going and she had taken a year off. I don't know why, but she was going to Oxford and I and said, do, you, do should we go together? And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was then left with a gap because she had to earn some money. Yeah. And I was living away from home. So I was spending money 
as well as trying to save it. Yes. And I thought I was going to have to wait until January when she would be ready. Right. So I thought, well, I might just do something in the meantime. And I found out in Israel you could get paid. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. Uh, didn't know where Israel was, didn't know that <laughs> they were any of the history you of it, which very is ballsy. extraordinary. I, I think I was just incredibly ignorant, which made me very <laughs> and <brave. ballsy. laughs> and uh, and I found out about something called Betsepa Sede, which are these field schools for the protection of nature all over Israel. Turned up in Israel because they said we can't book you ahead of time. Okay, and walked into the office and said, "Right, I'd really like to go to the Red Sea. I've seen you've got one there. <laughs> I picture myself in a bikini." At the Red Sea, living at large. And yeah. uh, they said, yeah, we've only got one slot. And I said, oh, oh, so not the Red Sea. They went, no, not the Red Sea. And I said, well, where, where is it? And they said, it's in the Golan Heights. And they got out a map and I went, wait a second. Even in my ignorance, I knew there was a war, Leban- Lebanon-Syria problem. Yeah. And it was right up by the UN buffer zone. Uh-huh. And... I just thought, oh, I don't know, but I had no choice. So I said, yeah, all right. So off I went on this bus, uh, turned up in the middle of the night. And um, that was a baptism of fire. And it was, it was, we were in an encampment with rolled barbed wire around it, a man in a turret, a gun turret. And uh, the all the area around it, you just couldn't walk Mm. wherever you wanted because there were landmines. So they they were clearly marked out. Yeah. Crikey. (laughs) It was. Sorry, backing around backpacking around Bali, is it? No, it's not backpacking. <laughs> but I loved it. I thought it was amazing, oh, wow. and I was only met Israelis. I learned so much. Yeah. And then I moved to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and I met Palestinians. Yes. And I, I, I can't stress enough how life changing this event was. Yeah. And I went in that year. That was the you know I went around India and Nepal as well, yeah. and they were all amazing. But actually, yeah. this particular experience on my own in these environments took and and I was reading you know I went from Thomas Hardy and Shakespeare to reading about American literature and Russian literature and all these things completely changed my life changed the course I got to university switched from English to doing politics and international relations wow it really really had a massive impact Mm. on me so my point is it can be really life-changing in a very Oh, interesting way. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I mm. think it, I and I'm glad. Yeah, very glad I did that. So <laughs> that just that just emphasises that what I already believed that can mm. be life changing. Yes, and but as a parent, if your kid came to you and said, "So I'm planning," <laughs> yeah, no, I tried to nudge <laughs> mine to do it, and he was like, "No, nah, I don't want to." <laughs> but the thing is, we imagine them wandering around Bali, which looks lovely, but you don't imagine them being in a sort of effectively by UN buffer zone. No, you know. no. So, so there are, no. yeah. But I just think really the whole idea of travelling yes. wherever you go, the whole, the life experience that you need to, to do that is, yes. is is really, really can be really valuable. You're drawing on so many to. skills, having to make lots of decisions. It's yeah. a really extraordinary thing. Yeah. So when but do we do it? Everyone, yeah. When do we do it? Before uni? That gives you time to pause, regroup, getting some more maturity, all these things. Uh, And there are lots of schools now that accept students deferring admission for a year. Uh, They might request a proposal for how you plan to spend your gap year. Mm -hmm. So be prepared for that. There's during uni. Now, this is one that I think is a bit more controversial. And I say that just because it got to the end of my second year and I sat with my tutor and said, I think I'm going to take a year out Mm -hmm. because I was terrified. Ah. And he just looked at me and he said, that is not a good idea because we find people do far better if they stay with their Mm -hmm. cohort. Ah, socially, yes. Yes. Of course. And he was right. Yeah. Um, I was just scared. Yeah. Uh, But it can offer relief from academic burnout. So when kids are at university, if things aren't going well, 
it can be really helpful. It, student loans could end up being an issue, though. It's yeah, really important you can. to understand there are that. Lots of courses that do um, sort of placement, so that's a way mm. of kind of bridging that yes. gap, isn't it? You do that somewhere abroad. Yeah, absolutely. And after university, you know, a sabbatical can also help people who, before you go into work or working professionals. Mm -hmm. Now, my bonus daughter, who's you know in her twenties, has is planning a gap year now she had one but it didn't really she didn't really do much with mm. it before university yeah. so now she's making money she's proved herself in the workplace mm. and she's got an idea for a business that she wants to try out mm. which also involves traveling so scratching nicks so she's now planning it it's a brilliant idea in her mid-20s so the point is life has changed people are no longer rigidly held into no. one career and this is what you've no. got to do for the rest of your life and i think the, the the resistance for gap years is often not always but often like a fear isn't it a fear of mm. this kind of idea that you're going to run out of time you've got to do everything now and this this yes. whole concept that we you know you'll be left behind sort of FOMO in the workplace and and I think that's rubbish we have there's so much time mm. in your 20s you have so much time it's mm. really like the experiences you had I know they were earlier but the learning you get from doing different things you know you're never going to not use and if you think about the way that people talk about again this is quite Buddhist but you it's not it's not the getting there because when you no. get somewhere then you're looking for the next peak exactly. it's actually the journey yeah, exactly. it, it's it's the, the way you grow and yes. what you experience in yes. life and that's a way of looking at your whole life really if you're mm. going to go down that route it's like yes. we're always trying to get to the next yes. bit but you know well how about the bit on just the way. enjoying the bit you're doing right now <laughs> yeah and there is still there is a bit of kind of looking I remember when I was um you, you mentioned it with your gap year when I was sort of that age people looked down upon gap years it was mm. a bit of a you know beach bum you're not going to do anything but you can do so many valuable things you can Absolutely. volunteer you can do some really life-changing really worthwhile things it doesn't you know it can look very different so yes it's not to be looked down upon. No, I, I agree. And the, the benefits of a gap year are things like personal growth. And many gap year participants return to their studies or jobs feeling a lot more inspired, engaged yes. and focused. This can really help yes. with that new perspective. So you expose yourself to a world that uh, makes you... it. It completely opened up my 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 life mm. and my world and my perspectives. Uh, and having international immersion, I mean, if you are trying to learn a language, you the best thing to do is be in that country. Yes, really. Yeah. Um, more interesting stories for employers. Yes. Okay, so when you're trying to apply for a job, you know you you can say I got this from my it's it's actually a narrative it's like what is the story of my life who am i yeah. and how do i pull that all yeah. together it's not important you, you don't have to follow one person's path or another's no. it's what are you saying about why you're doing the things yeah. you're doing confidence you get from just traveling or if that's what you choose to do or working or whatever it is is it's really valuable mm. and, and a gap year can also improve academic performance by giving you more of a sense of purpose like yeah. now i know yes. what i'm trying to aim yeah. for because yeah. a, a lot of kids, they'll go through, you know, you sort of follow the academic yeah. path, but there's a there's a niggling feeling like, what is this all for? Yes. And am I doing the right thing? Do yes. I really want to be doing yes. this? Am I just doing it because my mates are? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are drawbacks to a gap year. So, uh, you know, you mentioned it, this kind of feeling of falling behind. Mm -hmm. um, the expense, we, ca mm -hmm. we can't go without mentioning that. The truth is, though, I had no money coming from anybody but myself. You can find jobs to yeah. save money. 
Uh, it was grueling when I got back paying off yeah. credit card bills that I'd built up, right. but I did it. And most people, you know, they work and then they yes. spend what they've earned, don't they? Exactly. So it's, it's doable. You can do working holidays as well. Yes. There are other options. Um, yes. Lost. Actually, I'll just mention right now this man who, young man who decided to go and work in Japan for as a teacher, mm. as a gap, you know, because he could make some money mm. and didn't really know Japan that well. And he's ended up uh, with his own YouTube channel. He's still there 10 years later. And he's making a massive success of it. It's called Abroad in Japan. And he writes for the Sunday Times. He's this uh, you know, YouTuber who's making a lot of money. And all he did was while he was out there, he started sort of creating videos about uh, Japanese culture. Mm. Hey, look, they do this. And the Japanese started liking it as well. And I love it. So this is the thing. You, yeah. you kind of you evolve. And then who knows? Who knows? That's really funny because I, uh, my eldest, who had a bit of a funny old A-level path <laughs> he's gone to university which is amazing because that's what he wanted to do but we didn't know if that was how it was going to end <laughs> and um he got he's really keen on japan and we went there very briefly and i was saying why don't you you know go to japan um if and if it hadn't worked out maybe he would have been doing that, that and been teaching or doing something like yes. that yes. which would have been amazing other research has shown that 90 percent of gap year participants surveyed returned to their studies within a year mm-hmm but that means 10% don't. Yeah. Is that a downside though? Not necessarily. Maybe they decided that wasn't for them. Maybe they're in Japan making a lot of money out there. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you've already mentioned it. The, the knowledge loss can be an issue. It depends on what you're trying yeah. to study. Yeah. But losing that momentum, if you, so for example, my one of my daughters is uh, learning Greek and Latin. Mm. And these are, these are really intensive vocab heavy subjects. Mm. And coming away from that could mean that she would lose a lot of the momentum she's built. Who knows? However, I do think if you really want to do something, if you're really excited about learning something, you will pick it back up again. You will pick it back up again. Exactly. And the truth is, I came back from my gap year absolutely thrilled to be at university. I was Mm. so excited because I thought, I'm going to meet all these really intellectual people. (laughs) And I didn't. (laughs) It was not what I expected to be sitting around pontificating about Uh. really important things and everyone was in the bar getting pissed. Uh. (laughs) Because they hadn't had a gap year. Exactly. And and I'm too done it already. (laughs) Uh, And there's also stress. Kids can have homesickness. There's a culture shock. Um, You know, there are other things where they may think that this is what they want. I know of someone whose daughter called up crying saying uh, it's just she was not ready for the major change in you know, she was used to staying in nice hotels yeah. and then you're staying in, I mean, I was fine with that. Yeah. I was fine with staying in yeah. horrible little places. But that's not where a reason not to do something, is it? We, no. You know, that's just life flexibility, yeah. isn't it? It's I, just knowing. I thought I wanted to do that and I don't, so exactly. I'm changing my mind. Exactly. Yeah. What, what I thought was interesting is I saw um, teaching abroad, some stats they put in, said that an estimated 83% of gap year takers actually worked in Britain. Mm-hmm. And 16% worked or volunteered abroad. And one in five young people rely on the bank of mum and dad to fund okay. their gap year. Wow. Not my kids. No. I've told them already, guys, you want to take a gap year, you can fund it yourselves. That's surprising. It's so mm. high. I was surprised Anyone by I know, that. They that go and get a job sense. and then they travel if that's what yeah. they want to do. or they yeah. 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 Interesting. Anyway, the most important thing, I think, is choosing a goal. So if you're going to do a gap year, Why? Mm. and and I guess the question is if you don't know why you want to do a gap year then maybe that's 
you know, just continue with education if you're not burnt out. I think the sheer volume of options can be overwhelming. So this is part of the problem of deciding about what you're going to do with a gap year. And I think the sooner people start thinking about this, the better it is. Mm-hmm. So my kids have been talking about gap years now for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've always said, well, don't take one unless you know what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you structure a gap year? Do research and planning early. Pinterest board. Get, you know, like, what do you feel or think about this? Mm. What are your dreams? Um, and it can be anything from doing a job where you think, oh, I really want to do that job. Actually, do I know what that job entails? Mm. And going in and doing some workplace experience, going and working for a charity so you learn a bit of gratitude, all those things, right? Yeah. So your goals could be either personal development or they could be linked to a a country or an activity. So it's worth checking whether there are entry requirements for some of those countries you might want to go and live or work in, you know, what seasonal weather conditions there are, because these things ahead of time will help you. Because if you haven't thought about this stuff, you might think, oh, I'm going to go such and such a place. And then you find out that's monsoon season. Mm. So this is why it's useful to kind of think about this stuff Mm. ahead of time and plan your itinerary with a degree of flexibility which I did Mm. we kind of had an idea of what we were going to do and then we just met other people and moved around to different places like what's interesting and other people told us decide who you're going to travel with if you're going to travel is it because this actually does make a difference it can make you stop you from feeling lonely you can share the cost of things you can be safer Mm. but at the same time if you go alone uh, you're not being held back by other people their different budgets their expectations. And also what I found was when I was with my friend, I was much less inclined to reach out to the locals. Yeah. And to meet we relied people. on each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the downside. And I really felt that made a difference because yes. when I was on my own, I really had to just go to dinner parties with yeah. people that yeah. were locals. Yeah, very different. Yeah. You're much more exposed. Yeah. It is. It's a much more extreme experience. Yeah. It yeah. may be maybe better or worse. I don't know. Depends on who you are as an individual. I'm just sitting here thinking, um, I lived in Denmark for years and they tend to um, massive generalisation and I haven't lived there for years, so I, but, I, but I think it's still the same. People generally go to university later. They finish school a tiny bit later. They start later and they finish a bit later and they go to university a bit later and having a gap year or gap years is completely normal and it's much more sort of seen as a sort of not a rite of passage because not everybody does it but it's seen it's it's really kind of cherished and and it's a it's a kind of growing up thing you you do things and you grow up with it and then when you study if you decide to do that way you're kind of more ready for it and there's not I'm just kind of reflecting as you're talking like we have a you have a year make the best of it you know whereas there it's like oh you've got a year you might want to take two you know when what do you want to do interesting <laughs> there's interesting. a lot there's a lot more fluidity around it yes. and then maybe they you know they start their careers a lot later but you know there's loads of time guys yeah <laughs> i it's yeah. just like how are you going to live in the meantime i guess yeah but they work they earn their yeah. money not, yeah yeah i love that yeah and and my friend who i traveled with had actually spent a year working in a filling station before she did her a-levels yeah. and then thought actually i'm don't like that I think I need to study and ended up at Oxford what a great lesson right we have this fear that you were going to run out of time and I don't think we are no (laughs) (laughs) yes so it's sort of stepping outside but you're not going to get lost the problem is some people do the worry is if you if you don't have goals you don't have momentum so sometimes 
it can just feel like falling off a cliff a bit. If your friends yes. have gone off to college or they're planning, they, they're having a holiday yes. during the, the summer and then they're going to do yes. something and you haven't got anything planned. Yeah. And I talked about this on Instagram, actually, this young man who was a bit, he was just playing on his Xbox all the time. Yeah. And I said, well, it sounds like he's diverting his his feelings because, you know, where are his friends? Yeah. Or that it feels like a huge effort to actually apply to the course that you actually really want to do because mm -hmm. now you've been traveling or working for a while. It's, oh, I can't really be bothered. And then maybe you regret that later. But, yeah. you know, yeah. also so it's there. we can as parents, we can just talk this through yeah. and just say, you know, just check in with them mm -hmm. and make sure that they're not just suddenly dropping off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, right because so, yeah. i think i think the momentum sometimes isn't there yes no you're absolutely right it's both yeah uh you can work abroad teaching english as i mentioned working as an au pair live in nanny hospitality industry needs a lot of people you know they're learning languages it's focusing on sports so if you're really good at sports there are lots of kids who this is their dream and there's nothing wrong with them spending a bit of time going out or acting mm. you know exploring that Amazing. And then saying, okay, I'm just parking my education, you know, finish one bit of your education, park it, and then know that it's still there. Yeah. You know, you haven't lost it completely if you don't go down that route. That's, I think you're so right. We end up thinking if you don't continue down this route, I will be lost. Yeah. It's not true. End of my life. Oh. Or yeah. the parents are thinking that maybe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, we can explore a future career path, internships, resting and recharging. 35% of respondents to the Gap Year Association survey cited burnout as a prime motivator yeah. for choosing a time to take time off. Yeah. Um, planning for your return. That's the other thing. Like you need a flight home, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah good point. And <laughs> you need to be able to update your CV. with. So if you're doing a Gap Year, so what have I learned from this? And it doesn't need to be the old boring stuff that people put on their CVs, it can be something personal development mm -hmm. is just as important More to important employees. Than exactly. Now, I think so competitive. So you can put it on your CV and it makes it interesting. But keep that, keep mm -hmm. notes of things and have something lined up for when you get home because mm -hmm. you can end up with a bit of a crash. You know, you've been traveling, it's been amazing, and you get back to England and it's grey or you're <laughs> wherever else you live mm -hmm. and and you know, you don't none of your friends are around yeah. and it can feel very isolating and yeah. hard so that's one of the things to yeah. sort of think about and and again that's part of the experience isn't it mm -hmm. this woman i read about rhiannon dwyer said she wasted a lot of time just going with the flow in her year off and she looking back wishes she had pushed herself a little harder right. yeah. um, she says she's happy that yeah. she took the time off but she really thinks she could have done a lot more with it yeah and maybe at 18 some of them aren't some maybe I wouldn't have been as well like mature enough to 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 make the best of the time yeah. and maybe after if if university is, is your bag maybe after is is a better time you know there's lots, yeah. there are lots of times oh I have a friend actually who did a we wouldn't call it a gap year I think she's probably too old to call it a gap year that <laughs> 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 took a year sabbatical from the job yes and traveled on her own around the world which is brilliant and Amazing. we mentioned before the lady I saw on Twitter who whose child had gone to university and she went interrailing. Amazing. Because she'd Why never not? done it. How Why cool not? is that? Yeah. So the other thing to do is just double check. If you're going to university, you planned university, just check in with them before you do any of this. Mm. Like what is their attitude towards this? Because mm. some of them actually like this. 
some of them, particularly, like I said, medicine, physics, maths, some of these courses, mm. the tutors worry you'll go off the boil, you'll come back to college and you will be struggling to get back into to that. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but it mm. means engage with them beforehand and think, OK, how Before am I going to planning. manage this? Yeah. And how yeah. am I going to manage this? Yeah. You know, if that's your, if that's because you can do stuff. Yeah. doesn't mean you can't do some no, prep no. work beforehand. And also once or, you've got your deferred place um, offer, if you get one. Then, then you know, as long as you get the grades, then then it then it's fine. It's in. It's in the yeah. bag. So <laughs> you know you you've go. got something to come back yeah. to, and you don't need to worry. Yeah. yeah. And you might be asked to prove how your you know you continue to be- develop your skills and subject knowledge during your year out. So it's just just checking. So so thinking ahead to okay, here's where I'm thinking of going. Here's the courses mm-hmm. I'm thinking of doing. Why don't I just look at the institutions and think? Because you will. The other great thing that I haven't mentioned is if it's a highly competitive course. Bear in mind that you will now have your grades. Mm-hmm. So you are in a better position possibly than someone who hasn't got their grades and you're more mature. Yeah. And you're able to say, you don't have to bet on me. You'll know what I'm giving. Yeah, absolutely. And in, like in my situation, I got better grades. Yeah. Or you could take some time, do, you know, a six months, improve my A-level grades to get into a better course if that's what I wanted to do. There were all sorts of options and include some travel with that. Yeah, I think socially as well, you often hear from the people who've taken a gap year, they hang out together because probably a bit more mature that's 100 <laughs> you know, true it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's you know it's inevitable isn't it you go off and do something for a year you're yes. you're going to be more mature not just yes. because you're a year older but because of what you've experienced so yeah it's different it's loads of advantages yeah. but it's not for everybody not everyone wants to do that no no but but there's never too late it's never, never too ever late. too late yes. my friend will vouch for that so Susie, are you ready for your gap year do you know what um <laughs> when all my kids have left home we me and my partner are going to do some fun things. Yes. So maybe we will do that. <laughs> yes. So she will be uh, doing this podcast from somewhere exotic. Absolutely. Yeah. Back of a van somewhere. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I know. I know you're not. I know you're not. <laughs> now, if you found this program useful, please follow us so you don't miss an episode. Tell your friends and you could even leave a review. I've, I've put a bit more information on the blog to complement this podcast um, and you can find it at www.teenagersuntangled.com where you can message us, search all of our past episodes for any particular subject that interests you. And we're always interested in your questions. So do keep them coming. I even had one coming in from LinkedIn the other day, which oh, was cool. a, a new one. Yeah. Love it. Susie can be contacted on www.amindful-life.co.uk. Ask her any question. Any question. Any question. Um, <laughs> and she is. She can help you with calming your nervous system. She can deal with specifics or she can deal with just general. Yeah, parenting things yes. or just general, you know, regulation, mindfulness yeah. things, therapy, whatever. Yeah. And you can book a free chat on my website if you so wish. Imagine that. Uh, that's it for now, my fellow untanglers. And don't forget, you're a great parent doing your best with what you've got. Bye, Bye for now. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs>